Hi, this is Gloria Christie. You're listening to my podcast, The Three White Lions. It's Friday night, so this is the night you get to hear a chapter of my book that no one else has heard. The name of my book is America, Where Do I Fit? And chapter four is called The <clears throat> Pardon me, The Fork in American's Road. This is June 18th, 2021, Friday night. Friday night, excuse me. The Three White Lions also tells bedtime news stories on Monday nights. I write for the liberal online newspaper, The Bipartisan Report, and I choose the the stories I think are most important to read to you Mondays. But tonight, on Friday, I'm going to read another action-packed chapter about our place in history. You'll hear, one, appreciating us or not, and two, the guts of our country. Last Saturday, I was going to a funeral of a friend that had been delayed almost a year because of the COVID virus. I walked in and I don't know all of her friends, but I've known her for 30 years. And anyway, I so I introduced myself and I had a mask on, so it was hard to identify me, even if you did know me. And I, so I go and I give a jaunty, hi, I'm Gloria. And, and they all just looked at me. Whoa, it was a long moment. And then this woman popped up. And she says in that kind of funeral voice, whose funeral were you hearing? And I said, Kathy's. And she goes, you have the wrong funeral. Oh, my, I crashed a funeral. Well, uh, I, what I did is I, I crashed it. I took in the information that she said, and then I made a decision. I could stay and go in and sit down and have fun with people I didn't know. Or I could go to my friend Kathy's funeral, and I chose not to stay. That sounds simple, but basically that's what I want to give to you is the ability to look at something and decide which way you're going to go and know how to get more information if you need it. That's how you do government the right way. And you're going to start with my point of view because that's all I have to give to you. But you don't have to agree with me. And what I'm trying to do is, one, let you know how to trust your own eyes. Two, how to take information in and where you need to get it. Three, decide how you're going to, to be a good citizen in this world of clashing realities. This is a very difficult time, but we have lots of chances, choices, and we have that means we have lots of opportunities. 
Last week, we talked about the ultra-wealthy around the turn of the 20th century, you know, the Kennedys and the Rockefellers. They took, but they also gave back. They had a paternalistic style of corporate management, you know, from the top down, father knows best, and that is changing too. Capitalism has been with us for a long time, but beginning in the 1980s, it became fixated on grabbing more money. So much so, so greedy, that they squeezed the middle class to death. And of course, Americans become angry. Their hope was stolen from them, their future. Mackenzie Scott is the richest woman in the world. She had good attorneys when she and Jeff Bezos divorced. He's the one that started Amazon, and the pandemic was very good for his business. After their divorce in 2019, McKinsey signed the Giving Pledge Initiative. That's where the richest people in the world donate a majority of their wealth to charity. So McKinsey gave away, she just announced, $2.74 billion in the first half of this year's this year. The trouble was her Amazon stocks went up 30% and she can't give it away fast enough. Scott wrote in her blog that regular people were vital in building their business. The insider wrote, she said, quote, any wealth is a product of a collective effort that included them. The social structures that inflate wealth present obstacles to them, meaning the people. And despite those obstacles, they are providing solutions that benefit us all, unquote. Her husband, though, set up his business so that there would be a big turnover because he believes that people are basically lazy. Wow. And they're the ones that made him rich. What do you think of the richest man in the world, Bezos, spending his billions on nine-minute trips into space? Because that's what he's doing. Bezos will run out of people to run his company with that ferocious turnover so that he will be faced with the decision he'll have to change. He's that one of those works in the road that we all encounter much more than one time. He will either look at importing cheap employees from other countries, which probably is not something our government wants right now, or he will improve worker conditions and pay. Hopefully he will choose the latter. Just like I chose to go to my friend's funeral rather than keep crashing the one I was at. When I was young, girls did not usually do sports. Imagine that. But walking was okay. And I did a lot of walking. But I went to one of those obstacle courses. And part of it was I jumped off of a 200-foot cliff on a zipline. 
twice. It was fun. It was really fun. And I'm not afraid of heights anymore. There were other challenges, but I learned an especially important lesson when I rappelled down a 60-foot cliff. For those of you who haven't done rappelling, a rope is attached at the top of the cliff, and I put it behind my back with one hand, gloved, by the way, with leather gloves. I held on to the right side. Where extended to my other side behind my back, I pulled it around and held it in front of me. It was pretty cool. That hand was the break. When it brought the rope closer to me, it would slow down, even stop me. But the problem was, just as I went over the edge of the cliff, my shirt came untucked from my jeans. Right where that thick rope, my break was. All of a sudden, I had two choices. If I used the rope to break, it would give me a terrible rope burn without my shirt to protect it. The other choice was that I could skip using my brake and plummet to the bottom of the 60-foot cliff. Boy, both choices were bad, but one was far better than the other one. Since I'm still here to tell the story, you know which choice I made. Our country is at one of those forks in the road, a big one, and we have a huge choice. We can either change Congress the way it's been working. Uh, it's a dynamic democracy, and we have not been having it that way. Or we can become an autocracy or a dictatorship. It's far easier to let go and let questionable people run it for us. The thing is, they don't care about us at all. They're kind of like Jeff Bezos. The problem started with greed, greed, greed for money and greed for power. And you add to that media, a media ratings, and the people who are the owners of the media uh, have a certain amount of greed, um, especially one of one of the biggest media companies. And the way they get their ratings is to become more outrageous, or they can become better at their jobs and more informed. That's their choice. So far, uh, I see a lot of greed. And then we have Russia, and Russia loves to screw up our economy. Um, the president, Vladimir Putin, he really doesn't like Hillary Clinton. A lot of people don't. But he believes she interfered in, our, in his election, and he wanted to get even. And he has been doing that ever since she ran for office, and that's so wrong. And people have also been told, don't believe their lying eyes. Well, then, who are you going to believe? The easy way is just to listen to the person that told you that. 
But let's say you're dating somebody and they tell you all these wonderful things, but they stand you up every week when you're going to go out four or five times. So you, who do you believe? Your person who is lying and wants you to buy into that lie or what your eyes tell you. So right now, the trick is to, that people are pointing at each other and that that's what uh, got in unscrupulous and they're not all unscrupulous, but there are enough unscrupulous scrupulous politicians and what they do is if people are fighting each other, then they're not looking at what those people are doing. And they're happy if we're at war, you know? So who's gonna win? Are we gonna hold them accountable and believe their lie? Or are we gonna learn how to use our own eyes? For the past several decades, we've coasted along letting the politicians run America. Um, no addiction is healthy. And the people, many of them are running for money and for power. Rather than do their jobs as early, earlier politicians had done, and we trusted them, they made every decision based upon what was good for them, and they keep doing that. What would keep them in office is all they cared about. And we forgot that we they work for us. They do. And that we can fire them, and we do at the at the ballot box. They're supposed to protect us, to do the things that were too big for even a state to do. Like when President Ike Eisenhower built the national freeway system. We never had one before, and it created lots of jobs. Well, on November 3rd, 2020, and from that point until January 20th, 2020, we almost lost our democracy. Fortunately, enough people realized that something was very wrong and voted for President Joe Biden, but it was very close, really close. Donald Trump cast a spell across the country. He was unlike any president we've ever had. People figured he'd shake things up and get Congress moving because it, we know that there's something wrong when they're not doing their job. And those who weren't doing their job, um, he, he shook up Congress okay, but um, maybe not in the way we needed. We needed someone with more uh, experience. You know, it's kind of like I wouldn't have a guy do brain surgery on me who's really good at, at uh, cutting meat at the grocery store. He might be really good at it, 
and he certainly would shake up my brain, but not in a way I want it shook up. About 25% of the country believed that, that the last president did a good job. Most people do not. And there is still a small percent of people who just don't care. They're not interested. The funny thing is, if I put five of my best friends in front of me, I'd guess they were all Democrats. I would be wrong. Three were Repub are Republicans and one is a Democrat. And one was none of the above. We'd never talked about it before. They were kind and let me talk and write and never said a word. My Republican friends like the way it used to be, the Republican Party, small government, lower taxes, and abortion is against some of their religious beliefs. The trouble is that the Republican Party changed. It got especially bad when President Barack Obama took office. The guy in charge of the Senate nicknamed himself the Grim Reaper. That's pretty awful, isn't it? Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell told President Obama that his own main goal was to give the new president a one-term four-year presidency instead of two terms. The Kentucky senator kept going. He would not let any Democrats in the House of Representatives give him a bill. He killed them right at the Senate door, hence the name the Grim Reaper. That made the Senate grind to a terrible halt. It stopped working. The House controls the budget, writes bills, and watches over different parts of our government. The Senate also watches over the government, but it takes those bills, usually, and lets them go into law or let them die. That's the way it used to be. But McConnell stole the Senate single-handedly. He was greedy for power. He was greedy for money. We actually have three main parts of our government. The Senate and the House are called the legislative branch. They legislate. They make the laws. Right now, the Democrats in the Senate have two basic ideas about how to run things. They discuss things. They argue. They negotiate. And they compromise. And the saying is, when neither side is really happy, that's when they know they have it right. That's how the Republicans and the Democrats used to be before McConnell shut down the government. The Senate and the House are one-third of the government, and we call them Congress, the legislative branch. The Supreme Court and the justice system, all the judges, is another part of the government. And we know what judges do. They interpret the law. 
And the final, the third leg of the government is the executive branch. And our CEO of America is the president. He has a cabinet of secretaries who run parts of the government. They're responsible for them. You know, like the Secretary of Education handles, you got it, schools. The president is the CEO of the military, too. And there is a Department of Justice. But that was supposed to be like a satellite under no one's control, completely not political. And there's the media. The three-legged stool would tip over. But you add the media and it can help tell us truths. But we have to decide who and what we want to believe. The Grim Reaper even changed the Senate rules and he told President Obama that he could not bring a person to them to replace a Supreme Court Justice, Scalise, Anthony Scalise, who died in his sleep over the weekend. All the parts of the government are supposed to interact with each other. You know, like how gears in a machine, big machine work. McConnell told President Obama, no. He said it was because a president could not select a Supreme Court justice in election year. Well, that was wrong. There's no such law. Then, during the 2020 election year, he let the Republican president nominate a Supreme Court justice less, less than two weeks before the election. The only way justices get out of where they are, uh, the Supreme Court justices, is they either retire or they die. So when McConnell would not let President Obama have his job, I mean his justice, but he gave it to the next president, that meant the court tipped heavily toward the Republican Party. Normal, and the, and the reason he got to do that is because at the time, he they won more Senate seats, the Republicans did. When you win more Senate seats, you get to be the leader. Normally, the Supreme Court has five justices that are conservative and four that are liberal or the other way around. That way, there, there's a balance. But at this point, there are six conservative justices and three liberal ones. And in the Supreme Court, the majority wins, always. Now our country gets to decide whether we want just the president to run the country or if we want what we are supposed to have now. One is easy, just let it just let them take take our democracy. The other comes wrapped in a great big opportunity package. 
That was chapter four in The Fork in America's Road. The end. You've been listening to the Three White Lions podcast with me, Gloria Christie. You can find my articles on bipartisanreport.com or substack.com under Gloria Christie Report, one word, newsletter. My author's page is on Facebook at Gloria Christie Reports. I hope to see you next Monday. Good night. Sleep well.